Hello, everybody. Thank you once again for joining me on the Speak Life Now radio show. I am your host, Dr. Lisa Speak Life Burrell. Thank you all so much for joining today. And I'm going to share the testimony that um, I mentioned last week about when I was watching BET, but time, I, I lost the amount of time um, that I was on, so I didn't get time to share it. But we're still going to talk about prayer as your secret weapon. But I definitely want to share that testimony and let you know um, how prayer will bring you before people that you really wouldn't think that you will be brought before. But anyway, let's go into prayer. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much for this amazing opportunity to minister to your precious people. Thank you, dear Lord. Hallelujah. For the opportunity to just be able to have a podcast, to have different avenues to get the word out. Lord, I thank you that you created it all. Lord, I thank you for the strength and the boldness to move into it, dear Lord. And I thank you right now that the podcast is going to reach further than I can even imagine. <clears throat> Lord, I thank you. I welcome you, Holy Spirit, into the broadcast today. Plead the blood of Jesus over the airways that there will be no hindrances to this word today. Lord, I thank you in your precious name, Jesus. Thank you, thank you. Okay, you guys. So, last week I told you guys that I was, um, I was looking at BET and I was drunk and high. And I kept thinking back and trying to figure out the dates and why that broadcast that I saw on BET was such an impact for me. So, I was thinking it was somewhere around 1999 because I didn't really start drinking heavily and um, getting high until after my father passed away. Um, you can go ahead and say that, uh, I guess you could say that I'm a daddy's girl. And I was just devastated. And so I remember just staying high for at least one solid year every day. Um, just to feel numb. That, that was my reasoning for it. But it didn't really, it don't really work, you guys. But... I was just trying to replace that feeling of grief with something. So I was trying to re replace it with drinking and drugs so I wouldn't feel it. But then I would always sober up and feel it. So I had to deal with those things. So anyway, that's when I was looking at that uh, BET episode. And the ministry is out of Georgia. It was um, um, World Changers. Um, Dr. Creflo Dollar was speaking and was talking about the Father's love and, and God as Father. And I hadn't heard that. I mean, I wasn't going to church and none of that stuff, right? So I hadn't really heard it. And then I was sitting there and it just touched me so much in my heart. But then years later, um, last week we talked about when I was a um, manager and the team there. We're going to talk about that a little bit today as well. But I was managing, um, I was working in hospitality. So I had went from, um, I had went from the um, processing in the motel living in a room, having things taken from me, not having any money, just having a little bit of food um, benefit like I talked about last week. I had went through all that process, right? Then I had gotten a job at the um, jewelry store, and then I had gotten a job um, in ho hospitality. But years previously, I had always had jobs as a restaurant manager. But I got a job in hospitality. So this was somewhere around, I heard the message and um, I think it was somewhere around 1999. And um, 
when this particular thing happened, I'm thinking, it was, I'm not exactly sure of the timeline, but it was between 2008 and 2011, somewhere in there. Um, I got a call from World Changes out of Georgia um, while I was working um, to, they wanted to book all these rooms at the hotel because Dr. Dollar was coming into town and was doing a conference. So I'm just going to show you how everything happened. And I know it was because of prayer. Now, let me tell you why I know it was because of prayer. So then they booked the rooms, had a lot of rooms with them, his, some of his family and all stay but one of his um closest leaders with him um bishop fuller was there and he had um him and his wife arrived early i remember that and they asked me um they asked me where he could get something an item so i back that time was map questing so i'll tell you how far i was so i went map quest the area for the store that they could go to and i um um Put some, I probably put some coupons or something in there, and I just push, put it under the door. You know what I mean? Um, for them to have it. So the next day, I get a call to come down to the front desk. Um, he just wanted to thank me for the hospitality of just doing that for him. And he was like, um, when you get to the, are you coming to the conference? I said, yes. Um, he said, um, he said, when you come, when you get to the door, Ask them to um, call me up. But before all that happened, my the pastors, the leadership that I was under at that time had came to the um, hotel as well. And they saw them and they ended up talking to the Fullers and all of that. And he, they were saying, yeah, we met the salesperson here, um, not knowing that they were my um, pastors. And said um, that she did this, this, and this for us. And... Um, we're just so happy that she, you know her hospitality, and um, the the leadership my pastor at the time said to oh you know that she's our um, one of our um, number one intercessors at the church and um, and then the bishop said oh that's why like that um, so when I went to the conference and I went to the door and I said well he told me to ask for him and they came and got me and took me up to the second row of the conference where there were all pastors or fivefold ministry or fivefold gifts in those two rows. And I was sitting there. Y'all already know my story. Okay. I was saved at this time. I was just, everybody called me Sister Lisa, right? I was saved and everything. Um, so I'm sitting there. And then um, um, my my leaders came in and they were sitting on the second row across the aisle from me. I was on the second row and they was on the second row. And they looked over at me. I was like, hey, you know, I was all excited. But I found out later that um, the leadership, he said, um, wow, she's sitting with the fivefold ministry gifts. How did she get here? I got there because of prayer. I wanted to share that testimony with you because it kind of faint full circle how that word, I never forgot that ministry word, that word that I received that night, even though I was not sober, but I never forgot the word. That's, that's what I wanted to share with you guys, that when you speak the word of God, it is active, it is living, it is powerful. When you speak that word of God, even if you think they didn't hear you, let me tell you, they hear you. It's going to come back.
It's going to come back. Today we're talking about prayer, the secret weapon part three. And we're going to talk about building your prayer team. Building your team. It's like, um, I'm going to call this subtopic, it will be a tug of war. And the reason why I'm using that word, I'm going to use this illustration. I'm going to use the illustration of tug of war. So, have you ever played tug of war? I have. And in tug of war, you want to make sure you get on the right team, right? And, and I, I like using this illustration because when I really studied the, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? The strategies in tug of war is, is the way you place your team members. It's the way you place them in in prayer. So I told you guys, I um, I um, joined a prayer team that was at 5 a.m. Remember I told you all that next week? Y'all got to go back and listen to how I went from 725 to a great salary. I mean, it was an amazing salary with bonuses and everything. But you got to go back and listen to that. But when I told y'all I went to that um, prayer team. So I was already part of a prayer team that, had, that would meet at... Um, 6 a.m. in the morning, and then we also had prayer on Saturday mornings um, every week, and I think that was like around about 9 o'clock at the church, and then we all, we just had prayer a lot, we just, it was a prayer church for sure, and um, so, but then I joined this other church, and what I noticed now, what the Lord has showed me now in the strategy of that prayer team, first of all, um, we all had like prayer t-shirts on prayer force. So everybody had that same shirt on. Nobody was caught up on what people was wearing and all that. It was just all, we dared to pray. Now, in like in tug of war, let's go back to tug of war. When you have tug of war, it says that you want to put your most experienced person at the front and then you want to put the one that has the most endurance at the back. And then you place all your people accordingly, up and down, staggering, even in different um, strength levels or all that. You want to put them all throughout. So that's the strategy there. And then you got to make sure that you you are holding the rope a certain way. And then you got to make sure that you realize, yeah, you got to have upper strength. But a lot of it is in your legs. How much strength do you have in your legs? Then you got to know how to dig deep. Put your feet deep into the sand. Dig real, real deep if you're doing it on the sand surface. And make sure you brace yourself and do it all as a team, right? Unity, as a team. You're going to pull, you're going to pull as a team. And then you gradually step. You gradually step, knowing that you have an opponent right in front of you that is also giving you resistance from they want to pull you over to them. And, and I want to use that illustration with the team because in, even on prayer teams, even when you have your um, nonprofit prayer, you got to have people that's praying, and you got to pick the right people. You got to make sure you got the right people on your board. You got to know all of this. You got to know where to place them. For example, when I worked at the jewelry store, I had a team, and each one of them had strengths and weaknesses, right? So what I would do was, I, I, after watching them, and I said, okay, we got to figure this thing out here. It was a go it was a position, a job where you had to make go. It was about numbers. We know that. But there was also administrative work, 
markdowns, counting of the jewelry, making sure everything is... I mean, we had to count jewelry twice a day to make sure everything was straight. Every time another person come in, we got to count and make sure everything is straight in those cases. Everything. It's a lot of work, even more than, more than you think, that's going on in the background. And so I had an assistant manager. He was outstanding in sales, not so much in administrative work. And I knew that. I was like, okay. Then I had another young lady who was average in sales, but outstanding in administrative work. Then I had the young lady I spoke about last week on going from 725 to salary, that, that um, podcast, that was making, that could sell, but she could follow the vision. You but Y'all hear that? She could follow the vision. Of what was supposed to be happening. We had meetings every month. And she could follow the vision on where we wanted to go. So even if I wasn't there. I knew the vision would be followed. Whenever she was running her shift. Right? Then we had um, another young lady. That was pretty good at both. So what we what I did was. The young the one that could sell. My assistant manager. I would say go ahead sell this sell. Because I know he was going to turn this stuff up. On the administrative side. We're going to have to correct it. So this go sell. The other young lady that did the administrative work, she I would, she would do the markdown. She would do, you know, all the different tagging. And she loved it. She loved being in her little zone. And she would do all of that, right? And then the other young lady, she did both. And we all just worked together. But one thing I want you to know is that everybody made their goal. Everybody made their goal. There was no one left behind. Everybody made their goal. Because we would make sure that, okay, did you make your goal yet? No? Okay, well, we're going to go ahead and put this under you today. That's what we all did. We worked together. And that's how it has to be in the prayer team. So I've been, I was a part of the prayer team in Richmond, I mentioned before. I was a part of a whole lot of different prayer teams. But this one I want to mention because it was... Um, real, it was every, it was weekly consistently. And then, um, it went to, um, some other things, um, more recently, but, um, it, during that time period, when I was living up there every week on Tuesday, we would meet at 5 AM in Richmond, Virginia. And you would have leaders that would be up on the mic that would be leading the prayer. Right. And then you would have. So those are those experienced ones. They'll run, you know, they're leading the prayer. And they would, you know, tag team. Somebody else would come up like that. They did it like that. But then they also had a lot of the older women in this prayer group. Yep, at 5 a.m. It was about 100, 100 or so on average most of the time that showed up at 5 a.m. up there. Or more. And the older women would be sitting there. And I see them as the ones, this is how I'm seeing them. They're the ones that had the endurance. Yeah, if you look at them in the natural, you're like, what do you mean they had the endurance? They had the endurance because you know what? They've been praying forever. They've been praying for their children. They've been praying for grandchildren. They've been praying. They know how to pray, and they won't give up in prayer. They'll be in there praying all day if they have to, calling out to the Lord because they had that endurance. Right? They knew how to pray. Hallelujah to all the prayer warriors out there. Whatever your age is, I, I just 
Um, thank God for you. Because I know it's through prayer that I am doing what I'm doing today. Somebody prayed for me. And didn't give up. Let, let me say that one more time. They prayed for me and didn't give up when they saw what I was doing. They kept praying for me. Do, do you have, are you building that type of endurance? That you can pray and you don't give up. I think about um ah oh, thank you Lord. You even on your board for your nonprofits, you gotta have leadership in your church. You gotta know where their skills are and place them in their skill. And then I want to share this because the Lord said this to me right before um push play. Even in your household, if your children, everybody might have a different skill set. Somebody might be stronger in one thing and weak in another, but I'm not saying you what you do is how you balance that thing out. You be like, you know, you're really, really good at this. Um, you're really, really good at this, and I'm really, really good at this. You do that, and I do that, and you and, and as the parent, look at them and say, you kind of enc encourage them and say, you are excellent in this, but we got to work on this thing. But you are excellent. So they won't feel like they're not measuring up. Right? That's the same way we have to do on, in, in every area that we're working in. For your team, make sure you build the right team that is not going to be a constant tug of war going on. That they're on the wrong side of the rope. They're over there on the enemy side. No, they need. you got to make sure the ones that's on your side is pulling the rope with you. That are, that are enjoying. That know how to dig deep. They have the strength. They have been built up. They have the strength that they already have. Last week, we were, last two weeks, we talked about the armor of God and how, you know, you have your whole armor on, but you forget that prayer piece. You got to make sure even the people that, that might have on all of these other things, but do they have that prayer piece? That's how you got to choose the people on your board. That's how you have to choose the people on your team. When you get ready to have a prayer conference, who are the ones that you're putting forth? Who are the ones that you're going to make sure that going to get the word out to the people that you're all working in unison to achieve a certain goal? Like I said before, how can you be singing one song and you're part of a choir and everybody else is singing something else? If we're doing prayer, we're doing prayer. I recently uh, was part of, a part of another prayer team, and it's supposed to be prayer, but then there's a whole lot of other stuff going on. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is supposed to be prayer time. If you're going to set the time for prayer, make sure it's prayer. Don't have a whole lot of other stuff going on because it's not needed. It's prayer time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Also, with the tug of war, we got to make sure within ourselves that we're ready. We got to make sure that we don't spend individual time. Like I talk about, we're here at the team now, but you have to go back into individual time. Are you really praying? And then we got to be led to the right prayer team. Like I was led there. I was led there when somebody came to my job at the Double Tree. That's where I was working at. And they were looking to have an event. It was on a Wednesday. And we started talking about prayer. And, I, and they was like, oh, yeah, you know. Um, 
And I didn't know. I didn't know them. I didn't know any of them, right? And it was like, oh, yeah, we had prayer yesterday at 5 a.m. I'm like, I mean, I was like, I'm to leap by myself. I said, what? He was like, yeah, it's right over there. I said, I know where it's at. Because I passed it, got this sales call, so outside sales. So I had passed it. They was like, yeah, at 5 a.m. every Tuesday. You know who was the first one in the parking lot the next Tuesday? Me. It did. I was like, whoa. And then knowing that I had already been doing. See, that's what I'm saying. The Lord had already told me to go at the church that was at that time because I had a key. Any tither, anybody that paid tithe, that returned the tithe, they had a key to the church. So I had a key, and I could go in and pray whenever I wanted to. And I was like, well, I'm going in at 5 a.m. And they were all coming in at 6. It was like, how long you been here? I said, since 5. Because the Lord had told me, Holy Spirit had directed me to go at 5. So I'm there at 5 a.m., but that was all to give me the endurance, hallelujah, to join the other team at 5 a.m. in Richmond, which was about 35 minutes away. So I had to, you know, get up a little bit early and get ready for work or put on a T-shirt. Once I got learned about that, I had the T-shirt and put that on and then go on up there, right? But that, that God led me that, to that team. And that team, let me tell you, a word came to that team one one day. And anybody that's looking at it now, looking at this now, um, can remember that um, the, the the leader of the United Force um, is Dr. Medina Pullins. And a word came through her, and she said, everybody that was in there that day on that 5 a.m. prayer, God was going to open major doors, and each one of us would be People would know us, but it will all know because of the prayer that we were in. And that I, and I see it now. I see people that was in there that's now pastors, um, bishops, um, um, store owners, um, entrepreneurs, um, like myself doing the podcast. I see the authors, um, business owners, so much. And we all, and it's, it's, and it's always like a special connection. All of us that was in that prayer. We we follow each other on social media. I see what they're doing. They see what I'm doing. You see what I mean? I, and we all was in that prayer. Nobody, only people that knew we was at prayer was people that probably drew, drove by the church. But God knew. And he reminded me of that word yesterday that was given in prayer. That what, what all of us were being seen in different places. Different people got individual words. But I can see and I know a lot of it happened. Because I didn't, didn't, didn't mind sacrificing some sleep and going in there and driving there first. And then sometimes I had to get to work even earlier because once the prayer ended, then sometimes we're going to sit in there. It was start at 5 and I still be sitting in there until about 7.30 sometimes. And then I would go to work because of the presence of God, the saturation, because of the group of the team, the group, the prayer team, the prayer force that was there. And we were there for one purpose, to pray and to intercede. It was an extraordinary, extraordinary experience. One of the best experiences I've had as a team. And then I'll tell you one more before my time is up. So at the other at the other um, church where I told you about the 6 a.m. prayer. And it was a time where we were all in there praying. 
And it, it got very, very, very intense. And then um, I heard all this thunder and lightning. And I was like, man, it's really storming outside. But steadily praying in the st spirit, still praying, still praying. So after we got done and walked outside, it was sunny and it was no rain. And I was like, did y'all hear that storm? Did y'all hear that thunderstorm? And only one other person in that prayer group heard the, uh, heard the storm, which was good. Because I was thinking, well, what is going on with me? But she heard it. And we looked at each other. And both of us are very are, are prophetic. And so we both heard the storm. Even though we didn't know what we was hearing and why we heard it at that time. The Lord giving me more revelation now as I'm talking about it. But we heard it. And then the Lord let me know also that there are levels, even in team, when you have your prayer teams, there's different levels. And then also that you got to sometime make a, make time for if someone in their prayer team have, have received something from the Lord that the Lord has released them to share. Because you never know what revelation or what warnings or what might, might be coming up. You know, we praying, but we also have to listen. And we have to have that time where we're going to share, okay, God showed me this in prayer. And, and God showed me that in prayer. You know what I mean? So everybody in there would be edified. Right? Strengthened. And say, okay, yeah, I saw that too. But if you don't have that dialogue and communication, then let people have that time to share what God is showing them in prayer. Because it could be a word to further um, um, push your Push your team further. Prayer teams, your prayer partners, all that is so strategic. I don't have a lot of people praying for me. The people I have praying for me, I know really praying for me and not against me. I know they're on my side of the team and they 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 own it. They pulling with me. I understand that. Not against me. Y'all got to have discernment. And no, don't just have it. Don't be put up on social media. Everybody pray for so-and-so. Everybody on social media don't know how to pray. You got to make sure you have the people that you know for sure know how to pray. Because there are people that's going to be on the other side of the team. Or oh, I'm going to pray for you, all right, and try to pull you over. You got to have discernment, you guys. Where did all this come from? In prayer. God going to let you know which way to go. This team or that team. Or uh, I want you over here. And then if I'm over there and I'm frustrated, I'm like, Lord, why am I here? Well, I probably need to be praying for that team so they can get in order. And stay on task. Right? Prayer is your secret weapon. Don't leave your communication device, like I said last week, at home. Make sure you, you have it with you always. You got to know how to, the individual prayer, how to be built up in that and be, um, be able to lead and then endure. Like I said, those mothers, they're so strategic. Those older women that's been praying, I'll say it again, forever. And won't give up until they see what they prayed for. Lord, you said. Lord, you said. You're going to do this for my child. You're going to do this for my granddaughter. Lord, at his feet praying and will not give up until they see the result. Are, are you able to do that? Are you that one that can endure and, 
and, and be that one that won't give up on pr in prayer, even though you might be seeing the complete opposite. Are you the one that's going to stand there and still pray for them? I think you are. Sometimes this needs to be reignited. I mean, I don't got reignited. Got to be reignited. And now I'm here sharing it with you guys. I know how God has done so many things for me. But they all happened when I was in prayer. Because he said whatsoever you desire. When you pray. You shall have them. Not when you pray for your desires. It's when you pray. Just pray. You're not praying for what you want. You just in the. You at his feet praying. And he like oh my goodness. What? Look at her over there praying like this. For hours and days and years and have not what does she want remember almost all the time remember that oh, i'll talk about like next week when when the, um when the prophet went and looked at the woman said what does she want i perceive that she want a child maybe we'll talk about that next week when elijah saw that because of what she had did made a room for him mm, i'm gonna have to go you guys because my time is up you guys, you know what to do. Speak life over yourself. Speak life over your family. Speak life over your neighborhood. Speak life over this nation. The key to it all is to speak life now. Thank y'all so much for subscribing, rating, and commenting on the podcast. And remember, God is going to surprise you with his goodness for the rest of your life. You guys have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.